Hey, this is for all of our property manager friends of the podcast. Are you looking to add more properties this year? If so, you got to check out Venturi. These guys are at the forefront of what they do. You should see them at conferences, pack presentations, their booths are slammed, and Brooke, their founder, is a huge fan and supporter of the pod. Venturi has built the first and only software and services platform designed specifically to help property managers recruit homeowners and add new inventory to their rental programs. John, these guys are awesome. They can help you pull lists of vacation rental homeowners in your area and then even market to them across multiple channels from landing pages to chatbots and so many more booking tools. Venturi is here to help you collect leads. Their state-of-the-art CRM with marketing automation can help you easily track those leads and efficiently communicate with them across your entire team. The system can even automatically follow up with your leads instantly. Knowing that your leads are getting contacted right away is an awesome feature. The best part is if you sign up now, you can get a free homeowner marketing list and a free owner landing page. On top of that is 60 day money back guarantee. Venturi makes it completely risk-free to try it out. They will even send you a $50 Amazon gift card just for taking a demo. To learn more, go to Venturi.com forward slash no BS. That's V-I-N-T-O-R-Y.com forward slash no BS. Or just mention that you heard about them on the No BS short-term rental podcast. Welcome to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Mateo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. Good morning, Mateo. How are you? I am fantastic. West Coast this morning, so bright and early. Bright and early for the, you? Yeah, not so sunny Portland, Oregon. Uh, it's <laughs> like I tell you, it's like raining. I landed and it was immediately raining and cloudy. And it's going to be that way that way for the next five days. So well, it's it's a balmy forty uh, ish um, here in you know in in the Midwest, and we're looking at uh, we're looking at getting up to sixty in midweek, and I'm Ooh. sure it'll be snowing next week. So I'm right. you know whatever the case, it seems about normal. Um, season two, episode 12, 13, I can't remember 13, maybe I, whatever the case we're, we're knocking them down. Um, I'm excited to actually don't even know what episode this is because maybe this one's going out this week. Maybe it's going out next week. We'll see. Uh, but we're here and we have an amazing guest yes, we from, do. from the other side of the pond again, which is great. Love, love our, um, everyone, um, over in the UK and in Europe. Um, and we have some things we'd love to chat about with regards to Europe and things that are going on over there as well. Um, but without further ado, I'd love to go ahead and introduce the one and only the editor in chief. And please tell me if I'm, um, I'll let him introduce himself because I'm, I'm probably going to go ahead and say it all the way wrong. Paul Stevens. <laughs> John, Paul John, Stevens. John just gave you a raise, Paul. So. I, I know. I know. I should be asking for a pay rise already, but I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Um, well, thank, thanks first just for having me on. I'm, I'm Paul Stevens. Um, I'm editor of a B2B website called shorttermrentals.com. Um, hopefully most of the people listening in have heard of us. Short-term rentals with a Z as well. They don't mm-hmm. question me why <laughs> why it's got the Z. 
Um, we're covering all the latest news, uh, opinion, intelligence from across the um, global short-term vacation rental industry. And um, yeah, we've been doing doing this about three and a half years now, my first job out of uni. So um, yeah, and my first ever proper um, podcast doing doing something like this. So uh, <laughs> I, I love that. Right. I love that, that Paul used the word proper when talking about us. Well, no, no, no. I, I've, I've done I've done another podcast before and I have no favorites when it comes to this. I'm, I'm but, um, this is the first sort of in-depth or, or feature length, however, however we're going to call it. But um, yeah, great to be part of it. Awesome. Well, we're excited to kind of dive in and talk about how you got to where where you are and, and what's going on. Um, with that said, I want to let you know that, you know, you know, the, the No BS Short Term Rental Podcast, our focus is on news and culture. And when we're looking up news of the week, um, yep. you, you, uh, Skift, you know, Focus Wire, you know, fo- though there's just a handful. Yeah, um, Amy. And truly, yeah. when I'm when we're getting on and we're like, oh, shoot, what, we didn't really look at the news. We pull your website up, um, yeah. oh, you know, and it's funny. always up on our screen. Um, so, you know, shout out to to all the you know the coverage that you're doing and staying on top of, you know, the the. The news that is that is in fact infecting affecting <laughs> our <laughs> yeah I guess it depends how you look at it our um, industry yeah thank thank you very much for that and honestly you don't have to say it if uh, just because we're on the I'm no I'm not no no it's actually that's actually I, I, that's actually the truth Paul because there's not a whole lot of so I mean and we can dig into this in a minute but there's not a lot of you know news sources out there that give you the kind of geo perspective of our industry, right? You have very kind of segmented spaces. You have like, you know, uh, Amy in, in, um, in the Intel that, and that's, you know, US based a lot of times or, you know, even market specifically based, but for us in the States to get news of the industry from a global perspective and a geo perspective, there's not a lot of outlets unless you're doing like reading local newspapers and like doing the research yourself. So uh, yeah. You know, we, we give you your flowers while you're here. So, you know, and, and that's definitely no, uh, no uh, hyperbolic speech. That's real. So. Well, the interesting yeah, thank, thank thing, you. you know, Paul, if you're looking at my screen and I just start typing in my Google's bar, S-H-O-R-T, uh, short-term rental <laughs> news pops up. Nope. We ha- we have noticed we're ranking quite um, highly on Google actually. Um, given we've only been going for three three and a half years now. It's quite crazy. It's something we can really sort of aspire to. But I've got a tremendous amount of respect for anyone in in the media landscape in travel and hospitality right now, whether it's <laughs> Skift, whether it's Focus Wire, Focus Right, um, VRM Intel. I think everyone has their own space, their own sort of niche yep. within the industry. And hopefully we're fulfilling our own sort of um, segment within that. Um, and I mean, it's it's just strange. I'm editor and I started off, you know, in 2018 as, a, as an intern and then reporter. And just like everyone else, we've kind of been thrust into covering a global pandemic, which is completely new to all of us. Um, covering sort of having to wade sort of ever so slightly into geopolitical um, issues as well when I can't proclaim to be uh, an expert of any kind on these sorts of topics but um, you know people people are coming to our website then you've got to um, try and provide some sort of authority or something that they're not going to get elsewhere yeah and I think it's done well and you said something 
that just jogged a memory of mine. I remember meeting you on the floor of host. Heist. <laughs> yeah, I remember. You... I, remember I, I was I was a young young pup back then. <laughs> Man, that seems like that was a while ago. But it, I mean, it really wasn't in in the you know in the in the long in the scale in the term, you know scales of things. But so is that where it started? Is that your first kind of like what? What year? When was that? Was that, that 2018 was or 2019? 20, 2019. 19, so yeah. I'm, in, I'm in a bit of a time warp myself. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> where did 2020 and 2021 go? But yeah, we were sort of just a kind of a year um, in operation on on short term rentals. Like mm-hmm. our umbrella company, which is called International Hospitality Media, has been running a lot longer yep. than that. And we've shout had out a, to Pierce, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll love it that you gave him a shout out. Yeah, um, definitely. Good, great guy. We have a boutique hotel news and a service department news website. But short-term rentals is very much the new kid on the block. We started from scratch here, um, largely. There is the, always the crossover between hotels and service departments. Right. But it, all the time we're growing our contact um, list as well and just having the opportunity to um appear on a podcast and the people who actually care about my opinion is is kind of surreal as well so well, <laughs> thank you let's talk about that let's talk about how like why short-term rentals for, i mean you you went to school to be a journalist you know it's a pretty wide topic you can you can report on anything like what what got you interested in hospitality and specifically short-term rentals and let's and, you know, and then how did this all evolve? And like, I, you know, I, I see you've been an intern with the Brighton Argus, you're an intern uh, at <laughs> the, the Telegraph. So you did some different internships leading like, like yeah. talk, tell us your story. So I guess like a lot of people when, when they talk about it, they kind of fell into this industry by accident. I don't know quite if that's the sort of same situation <laughs> you're both sticking your hands up there but um you know I was at uni only back in 2013 um and graduated in 2017 but um it's just been a sort of complete whirlwind since then I I went in I studied languages so um was doing French and Spanish um tried to sort of dabble into a couple of other languages as well but that was really my my main passion at the time went into it with not really much of an idea of what I was going to do in terms of um, a job afterwards. I mean, I know I like kind of connecting with people. If you go to a new country, you've got to go and speak their language. You've got to make that effort. And um, that's kind of quite rare, rare, I think, among sort of English speakers that we've kind of, we go to other countries and we kind of rely on on their knowledge of English to be able to communicate. But I think in some ways I've always been a sort of a, a paradox in a way because I'm, I'm really quite introverted as well. Mm-hmm. I think when people start, when people get to know me, they see that. But at the same time, I do like um, speaking to people and, you know, I've always had an interest in travel as well. Um, my twin brother, who um, he went to do maths at university, but um, he's ended up at British Airways um, okay. working work in the back end I should add but mm-hmm. um, you know we both ended up in in travel family enough and hospitality I mean I can't I really had any experience of that before but it was just I mean I graduated from uni 2017 I had a, a year in in France um, mm-hmm. studying for a bit and also a little bit of time doing an internship on a on a paper in Malaga an English language and <laughs> so um, I'd be 
sort of opportunity there to really develop my language skills. And um, when I was at this newspaper in Spain, I just thought, I want to do a bit more of this. And um, you, you've quoted there a few bits of my experience. I, I actually did a, like a week at the, the Daily Telegraph as well um, a couple of years ago. And I was uh, on their sports desk um, for a couple mm. of days because I, I love sport as well. Um, it was kind of a, a mix up between do I go into travel or do I go into sport? What's your team? Uh, so you might not have even heard of them, but Portsmouth is my team. And I know you have a Portsmouth in, in the States, but mm-hmm. um, we used to be good. And we're now in the third tier. I know it's soccer where you come from. But um, yeah, and kind of just just from there, I joined sort of back end of, of 2018 IHM. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just sort of can't believe how quickly it's developed and all, all these new contacts and I think there's still such a, a long way we can go with it. When, yeah, when so you you're not with... a newbie. No, I'm saying he's not a newbie in the game. Like it's 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 wow. like you've got a lot of ex- it's listening to the story and hearing where you came from, you've you've got a diverse, you know, kind of track that's not just like, oh, you were a college intern and a kid. You you lived in France for a year, you lived in Malaga, you lived in these other places and I got work experience there. I hope it was paid uh, internship experience. Uh, you know, a lot of internships <laughs> over here are not paid and they're like, ah, oh, the experience is great. Build a career <laughs> off of it. But you've done that. How did those influence kind of what you do today? Like that experience, especially working in travel and dealing with diverse languages and cultures and, and you know, our business can be so regional and so small right at times and you have to you know write content that reaches across all of those cultures and people and did that help you that experience I I was um I guess news writing is still something that's quite quite new to me when I was at the um Argus again that was that was just a week back in yeah mid mid 2018 then I was doing a little bit of work at the Telegraph that same year and then within a couple of weeks then I was getting this job um so my kind of experience with news writing is still is still quite small relatively and um in the in the lead up to this but um now I've always had this passion for news and whether it comes from travel whether it's sport it's just and social media has really accelerated this you want to be on top of everything that's happening at the moment I'm the same with Ukraine at the moment every I mean I'm I've got a Twitter addiction or something I'm always looking at the um at the latest updates and everything and um maybe not always healthy to be doing that at, at this moment and even when I actually talk about my job with friends or with family and I say I'm doing this website it's about short-term rentals airbnb holiday lets that sort of thing they i mean i basically have to describe it in a new way each time because they don't quite get what i what i mean by it people don't understand how big an industry this is where it's going to be in the future as well even though you know short-term rentals is a completely different segment to hotels but it's Mm. really come into this own into its own during the pandemic and I think most people generally have stayed at a cottage or stayed at an Airbnb or an apartment so even if you've only had one stay you've had at least some entrance into the into the sector before so I think the 
I think the interesting thing, what you said, you know, you said that the pandemic brought uh, short-term rentals into the, the forefront. Um, I think I think there's a lot that's true with that statement. With that said, I think that the that overall it would have gotten there anyways. It was already very very much on its way there. Um, it just accelerated it. It brought it. It maybe got it there a couple of years earlier than. But I think that with, you know, no pandemic, we you know, in a year or two, we'd, we'd be seeing these same numbers anyways because people are are realizing the benefits. Uh, of that in, in general, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. You, you mentioned, you know, having a, a Twitter addiction and, and just being, a, a, um, you know, plugged in, it's kind of hard to not be plugged in with everything that's going on. Um, you know, and I think that's a double-edged sword for me, especially with social media, because like, I always want to know like what's going on and like in same, even with this podcast, like I, I'll sit there and look at the numbers. I'm like, oh, and then I'll get down on myself if like one episode didn't do as well as the other one, or like I'll get I'll look at one episode. I'm like, why the hell is that one I'm, blowing I'm up? I'm the same. You can obsess over stuff. And I'm like, like, there's one you. episode we did that's like seven times like better than any other episode. I'm like, why? How can we replicate <laughs> that? It doesn't make any Are sense. Are you able to say who it is? <laughs> no, I, it's it's true. It's uh, the Hopper episode. It's the one with. Uh, oh. I mean, Shameless self promotion. No, yeah. I'll no show the numbers. No I'll, I'll believe that shit. Like now, you have to. No, I'm just kidding. He's checking the stats every minute on that. <laughs> right. But you know, it's kind of hard to not, you know, with a focus on everything that's going on in the Ukraine. Um, and there's there's news from you know from every whoops everywhere. Uh, and and I don't really want to get into the politics behind it. But what's I, I do kind of want to talk about what um, as an industry we're doing. And you you went ahead and, and reported uh, yesterday, I think came out Airbnb pledges, um, whatever, however many homes um, to a hundred thousand, hundred thousand homes and, you know, to uh, refugees, um, which is an, an extension of what they've done to in the past for other refugees of other countries. You know, do you want to go ahead and talk about that a little bit and. Yeah, well, I'd say I'd say it's important to recognise that it's also they've done it for twenty one thousand Afghan refugees yep. as well, yeah. or, or not yep. just Afghans, but refugees escaping or fleeing Afghanistan. So this isn't something that's completely new, um, and I'm really encouraged to see more initiatives like this. I think if we look back on the early start of the pandemic, again, I won't get too political about things, but um, Airbnb and other and other platforms as well. This isn't a pile on to, to anyone in particular, but you know we had booking platforms that were getting a lot of criticism, rightly or wrongly, from customers who were saying uh, about refunds and about um, you know the, the flexibility of their stays, and they've reacted to that. I think they have listened, and I think there is a desire to sort of think about the the wider impact of what's happening in the world. And these are completely, um, again, I don't really like to use the word unprecedented, but who who among us has lived in times like these where we've got wars happening all, all over the world um, and we're now in a position where we've kind of got to report on it, but we've mm-hmm. got to think, how do we report on it? We've mm-hmm. got to look at, sort of quite a considered and sensitive approach to it and not just rushing into it and just thinking, okay, this is a big story. We need to put a story out there and we need to get 
thousands of clicks on that it's it's not yeah. about that You've it's bigger that. than that and yeah. it, it's not about the impressions and the clicks and it and, and that's why i like the unbiased approach that that you and and a lot of the the other you know especially in short-term rentals with a with a zed is <laughs> you know it, it's especially i like that unbiased approach is important and we're not getting that from 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 everyone and uh, i you, you may have seen the same thing as well, but my LinkedIn um, feed at the moment is full of pictures and videos and, and posts about Ukraine. I'm very glad it is and that we think of LinkedIn as being this professional version of Facebook, but mm. the platform is being used in a much different way now mm. and it's being used to talk about certain issues. Even got people apologising for saying, you know my life is in danger here or my business is um but they're just explaining what's going on to us this is this is a, a war that suddenly you know with, with afghanistan it is sort of halfway across the world and you know I, I don't like to um i think i think all wars should be sort of um the coverage for all wars should be should be the same regardless of where it is geographically but the yeah. thought of it being on our almost on our doorstep in Europe here is something that's new to us and is is quite scary, even from from a distance there. So it's um, certainly a, a new uh, landscape that we're living through, and we've got to think about all of the messaging that we're putting out. Are we is, is it the timing? Is it the type of content that people are looking for? So the Airbnb story was completely relevant yesterday. Already I'm talking to a lot more people who are doing things behind the scene and we're going to hear yeah. um, a lot more. I know, I know with hospitality.fm, our, our parent company that, that we were, we're, we're uh, there'll be a link in how, how ones can donate um, that we're yeah. going to go ahead and share. I know, yeah. I know Will is, is, is worked hard behind the scenes to go ahead and put some together. Um, so we'll, yeah. Yeah. Hey, really but, so my question, I have a question for both of you here. Like, I, I think this is unprecedented, right? Like in terms of, you know, we've lived through wars, we know that war happens in the world, but, you know, one of my favorite sayings is always like, hey, you know, and we were talking about like diplomacy and being Switzerland and not picking sides and, and again, not getting into the specifics of the politics, but I think there's an overall humanitarian message of like, I've never seen a unity of this kind of, gra like at this scale where people are like, this is not okay. Like what's happening right now is not okay. Now take the politics out of it, whatever, what is going on, the actions of what is happening right now is not okay. And seeing this unified front, you know, again, and I, we haven't seen this type of kind of collaboration at this scale since, you know, uh, um, uh, the last real global, global conflict that we've seen. And so, you know, do we see that continue? Is this going to, you know, be the case moving forward when literally Switzerland is involved in something that they typically never get involved with? Like that's definitive of, I think, this time in this space and, and where the world is going and things that are happening. This is very real. Um, I mean, even, I mean, not so much to us, but even closer to you, we were talking about these things earlier, like, it's real in the states because we've spoken up about this. We've been speaking up about this. We're doing things, you know, with our government and things that are doing things. But in terms of reach, proximity, culture, 
Wait, talk about that because you they, there's a lot to... have a very different, very different vantage point from that because not only are you closer proximity, but Russia is a large part of the UK culture, mm. right? As well, mm. and 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 I not don't know as much about Ukraine you know, in in your society and, and in your culture within that space. But can you talk to that a bit? Um, how is that affecting your life, like day to day, like relationships, things like that? Uh, John, shall I, shall I take that? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, you, you're you're much closer than than I. I, I definitely have some, some things I'd like to say, but why don't you jump in? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't sort of look at myself as being too affected by it because I, I'm still in the UK and and Ukraine is, mm-hmm. um, you know, going through an extremely difficult situation right now to put it to put it mildly mm-hmm. i i would say as well trying to sort of keep in, impartial about it because that's what we always do with our content is the the people who are you know essentially in, invading ukraine and um and causing this i think there is a desire to cause chaos um mm-hmm. in europe and you know seeing this is such, the hospitality and travel industries are so tight knit. I think the majority of us don't see each other as as rival companies. There, there is a, a real synergy and a real bond between everyone. Mm-hmm. I think the way that the the industry is coming together now, and I think more stories like what you're doing, which is fantastic with hospitality to FM. I think we're going to see more and more of these stories come through, and I think that is the perfect riposte to those who who seek to divide us really um we also wrote a story yesterday about um, this marketing agency called stay the night who we've worked with before um, and they're encouraging um, hotels hostels other types of accommodation providers as well to um they're partnering with a company called budget traveler and they're setting up this accommodation directory for um hosts in neighboring countries to to ukraine to offer their accommodation and you can just see it there on on their directory so i'd encourage people to check that out as well we'll go ahead and make sure um we get a link for that and we'll go ahead and put it in the on the website as well with it's i was just looking at a map um and in seeing where you know the distance between the uk and uh, the ukraine right and here, for those that are listening and you're looking at the U.S., it's like the tip of Maine all the way to like, you know, it's like the farthest reaches in the continental U.S. is about the same distance. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's uh, you know, U.S. Is, is a huge country um, geographically. Um, with that said, it's, you know, it's still not that far, like in the grand scheme of things get globally escalated um and, and it's interesting being being a, a united states citizen and 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 having you know trying to stay out of the politics here in this in this podcast but but understanding that not everyone like our involvement in global issues as a country is uh well bullyish uh to say the least in in lots of instances and we affect positively or negatively global change and and if I look at the whole world, not just say the UK, Europe, and the US, like not just our allies, I think globally, <laughs> people look at the US and US citizens and our government and our and and whoever is sitting at our as our president at whatever time it is, as potentially like 
a joke sometimes. And so that's hard because, you know, I'm reading all sorts of different sides of like why this is a thing, you know, who started it, why is it, you know, and there, there's always two sides to every story. And mm -hmm. what, you know, here in the US, we have what our, our media is putting out as the truth. But then I can go on to some interesting, you know, alternative media sites and being like, well, no, that's bullshit. You know, truly, this is what's happening and this is why it's happening and X, Y, Z. So I think everyone just has to like take that into consideration when and, and we're talking about what the difference, you know, Matteo brought up the differences in as like this is unprecedented. I know we use this word all the friggin' time, right? <laughs> unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented. Is it unprecedented because it's so new or is it unprecedented because there's so much coverage on it? There's so much 24, like it all started with CNN, right? Back in the day with 24 hours news coverage, right? And that was like, in, like you know, now it's like, there's th thousands of 24 hours news coverages on social media. And there's so like people are plugged in. I can look at my phone right now and I go to like 17 different apps and I'm going to have a different story about what's going on. And it's in your face all the time. Is that why this is unprecedented? Because we're so plugged in and it, therefore in turn, it's making people like, are we coming together more as a, a humanitarian effort because we're forced to i'm using air quotes here because like we're so plugged in that we're we're forced to take a side like i don't know there's this is a i'm, I'm sorry to get so deep here <laughs> on this but i think that it's not necessarily unprecedented in what's going on because the world has always had people that want to go ahead and and take you know, we've been a big part of it here in the u.s we go and take right and every country has some sort of going and taking and then therefore there's always a negative outcome when someone takes something but we're just more plugged into it now. Mm. So is it really unprecedented? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of these questions as well, which I, I, I could honestly say I don't feel qualified to, to answer really in, in some way, because, yeah, I think, I think we're all coming into these really um, challenging questions now where we've never particularly had to answer those before. Um, and... You know this. This um, <laughs> I don't know. I to cut this. Sorry, out. sorry for getting so deep on you. <laughs> no, but no, but I think so. John, you bring up a good. But you bring up a good point. Twenty-four hour news cycles and other things. Like I, I think the event itself, in terms of Russia going into Ukraine and everything, all the hype leading up to it. I think the the response is what I was really you know getting into in terms of the universal condemnation at this scale is something that we have not seen, you know, when you know, countries have, yes, countries have raided, have, have gone and invaded other countries, whether they say it's a defensive posture or they're doing X, Y, or Z, you know, what I, I do think, you know, having to figure out whatever narrative that is, you know, falls down the political lines. But I think they're, in terms of what we see, in terms of what we've known, in terms of like this whole kind of process from beginning to end, you know, this, ah, oh, we're not gonna invade, we don't wanna invade, this isn't what we're doing, we're going to protect this, getting the narrative on the other side, that's bullshit, this isn't happening. Like, you know, again, we, how can we be these oppressors when we're this small group of people? Like, and again, you know, we aren't there, we aren't on the ground, but the narrative 
that has come out, whether it's through media, through people, you know, through first person accounts, through all of these things has, you know, come into this gumbo pot or this big kind of consensus of this isn't okay. Right. And when is the last time we've seen the world stand up in a manner in which it's standing up for Ukraine right now? I and mean, maybe I've just been, you know, I am hibernated and missed that. That's what's unprecedented to me is the response in terms of what's happened. P Putin did this before he raided Crimea. He got Crimea back. He, when he wanted it, he took it. Georgia, he's doing the same thing. And maybe I just like geopolitics and look into these things a little more than other people do. But right. again, this isn't the first time he's done these types of things, but he's never received a response like this. And when we look at this, like there's all kinds of stories that are coming out of this. I don't know if you heard about the African students that have been trying to leave the country and what's going on with Nigeria. Like there's all these sub stories that make this. Yeah, it's interesting, like complex. going trying to go to Poland, but Poland at first was going ahead and not letting them in. And then Poland was going ahead and now giving them. They got pulled off message. trains. Yeah, like they were like, you, you can't yeah. go, but y'all can go. Like, so there's all these things and I'm not going to dig into those details. I mean, but I will say, go check out these stories because there's so many things that are happening right. in parallel with this that make this, this isn't a black and white issue across the board. But it's interesting that there is, it, it does seem to be a black and white issue that the world has accepted in terms of the overall event being not okay. Right. And what is that going to do to our world, you know, from a geopolitical standpoint, right? Like, and, you know- I guess only time will tell. I mean, yeah. ultimately only time will tell at how this all shakes out. But I think the, yeah. the you know, I don't want to go ahead and, and keep this whole pod on this um, with, you know, because I definitely want to get into the shorties. Um, and, and, to, and but what I do want to say, and, and, and there'll be my last statement on it is I feel for the people of, yeah. of the Ukraine and the Russian people, like the, the that yeah. are like, definitely. are not part of the decision making, they are yeah. just, they are collateral damage. Yeah. Um, and so and all the people that are that are, are fleeing, uh, and I think that ultimately, everybody can come together and know that, what's happening to these people are um is is unjust and and hopefully there this can be um they get some closure on this soon yeah, I, agree. I, I think he both articulated that a lot better than i could so um yeah well let's talk shorties Let, let's 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 get out of this and let's let's talk shorties <laughs> Number one, I said I wasn't going to mention it, but I'm still bent that I didn't win oh um, last year. And I'll keep bringing this up. I, it's all right. Yes, that's, this is my base. You're looking on the video. It's a very small fiddle. Thank you. Um, with that said, uh, it was the, the build up to the shorties last year was super exciting. Like I was like being a finalist i was like really geeked up about it and like and, and watching everyone else and voting it was so cool and it seems like not only have you replicated that feel and that vibe and everything that happened last year i know which was the second rendition of the shorties um now you're coming back even bigger and better uh for shorties 2022 let's talk about what is the shorties and what's going on and, and give us the backstory and, and, and how can those people that want to get involved, get involved? Yeah. So, um, the shorties, um, with a Z. Yeah. yeah the shorties of a Z, uh, a Z. <laughs> um, it's, um, our awards for the, the global short-term vacation rental industry and essentially anyone, anyone can enter whether you're 
a host with with one property, whether you're a multi-billion dollar company like Airbnb, um, we've got 20 categories that are open to um, a whole range of people. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't matter the size of your company. We're trying to be as inclusive and as diverse as possible. And, um, you know, when we we launched this back in um, 20. Uh, I've got to think about it now, 2019, uh, towards the end of that year. And then we held our first one in 2020, in March 2020. And when I think back to that date, that's almost one of the last times when we were all together. Yep. We held it on a, on a boat. And, um, you know, this will always, that will always be the starting point for us. Last year, we had to hold the um, awards completely virtually. So it was a completely different thing to prepare for from the first year um and then you're trying to grow it as well and then this i was year... in crested butte by the way um in a coffee shop uh during that during the authorities <laughs> really? awards crossing my fingers and then i said no! <laughs> i was it's, dude I, I, can I, you give I'm... him can you give him like a shorty just like a, an honorary <laughs> shorty or something because like this dude is scarred for life but, and, really? he, and, and to be fair like he was because the, the the shorties are their like first big award show for our industry right like i know you know there's other award shows going on but like the shorties was the first right john was hype about well, I, I mean when when i hear reactions like that i mm -hmm. i don't really know how to feel because I, i'm just kind of um amazed really but mm -hmm. it, it stirred up this sort of emotion from people Mm -hmm. I think it shows that we've done the right thing in, in launching these awards, whether you're um, ecstatic from winning or from making a short list, whether you're incandescent with rage yeah. because you, you haven't <laughs> made a short list or um, something. I mean, I have the benefit of, kind of looking, I can see all of the entries that we've got um, every year, all, all sorts of different companies and different countries entering as well. Um, and yeah, we've, recognized a lot of companies in our first two years already mm -hmm. i think we've only had two maybe two repeat winners so far so i think it shows that sort of emotion shows that we're doing mm -hmm. we're doing the right thing and that there's still a long way we can go with it yeah. um it's kind of i don't know what was already out there but um you know i think the industry was probably calling for something like this and then coinciding yeah. with the pandemic where we can where it's almost more important now that we recognize mm -hmm. the efforts that everyone's gone to and you know i think john you're a fan fantastic candidate last year um for that sure. award. and you know everyone else was was very worthy as well um, well shout out shout out to to everyone else that was that was alongside that, that lost alongside me and to elizabeth becker who who won in our category with high bnb um you know, I, I want to go ahead and give the accolades because they, they are well-deserved. I, I, obviously, I joke, and this is in, in jest, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it is, uh, you know, it, it's great to bring a positive attention that's outside of all this money that's getting thrown out and just growing and scaling. Like, you know, the, the categories are, are really interesting and it's, and, and you, you hit the nail on the head with, you know, being inclusive. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're some yeah. super, super powerhouse company or you're a small company, um, you know, just I, I think it's more of a, you're making waves in one way or another um, in the space. 
and and they should be recognized one way or another as well and, and the shorties so do a great job of doing that thank you um that, that that means a lot to us obviously and you know there's always people have always sending their questions through about the mm-hmm. awards some people have entered every year and some people are new to it every year so you've yeah. got to treat everyone everyone the same but um you know the thing about our awards maybe that is slightly different to others i don't know how far i can comment but our awards are completely free to enter i mean you can enter you know 10 categories 20 categories however many you want to and and you're eligible for um and you know as long as you can submit an entry and you can fulfill the sort of criteria that we're looking for then you know that that makes you a worthy um entrant into the awards and we're opening up to glamping, we're opening up to camping, uh, who else? Um, RVs, motorhomes, boats, um, you know, all sorts of people, really. So truly hospitality. Yeah, so absolutely. So th- those are listening. There will be a link in the in the on the website as well. So we're going to we're going to have a few different links, um, a link to donate. Uh, for Ukraine efforts, we'll also have a link to uh, short-term rental news, and we'll have a link to the shorties. Um, uh, I filled that out last year. It's if you don't want to go ahead and and you have a hard time nominating yourself, um, which I do, and, um, I do. and we yeah. do. It's you know you can have have someone that uh, that knows you well and be willing to go yeah. ahead and put some good words in for you. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there is um, it's it's really not that hard to do. And I encourage everyone to go ahead and uh, and submit an application. I think the more the merrier. It's going to make it uh, a bigger and better pool. Well, John, you were worthy. I do want to. I don't want it to seem like I was knocking you. Oh no, you're totally I mean, not. You, you, you were. I, I'm okay with it though. I'm not knocking you. You were worthy. I I was actually surprised that they because again, being regional, right? Like the things you were doing. I don't think the, a lot of people knew. Like. The, the things that you do on the back end. Um, so, you know, you're definitely but, worthy uh, even if you didn't win. Yeah, work. we covered the, the story about the um, the artwork, John, yep. that you were working on last year. So I remember that quite clearly. Um, you know, I always thought that you would be, um, you know, you should definitely submit an application. And I get it that people, um, you know, I would probably be the same. I, I, I'm not sure how I would feel about um, submitting myself for uh, a personal award like that. But I think you kind of got to look more uh, holistically as well and see that it's not necessarily just an award for you or, or for your company, but it's um, part of something bigger and really recognizes what you're doing, contributing to the growth of the industry. We had we had 350 plus entries last year. Um, insane. We had a, a voting period that lasted one week, which is half of what it was the year before when we got 12,000. And we got 69,000 last year. Um, <laughs> absolutely crazy. <laughs> statistics. I think yeah. we had about 11, 12,000 people voting within that. But wow. that's a lot of people, a lot of eyeballs on people's companies um, or, or organizations or campaigns that people are doing. And, um, and, and you guys have some fantastic judges too. It's not like yeah. you're, just, you're, you know, Paul's just the only judge going, yeah, I think this one looks good. They're the people who know that stuff really. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I definitely encourage you to check out the shorties, see who the judges are, um, you know, go ahead and, and put your, 
put an entry in, put 10 entries into 10 different you know, categories. Why not? Um, if you're, uh, if you feel that you should, you know, what you're doing in your efforts should uh, receive some recognition, go ahead. And uh, it doesn't hurt to go ahead and, and put it in. Hey, yeah. Paul, I'm sorry. What are you going to say? Sorry. sorry. Well, you've, you've basically got to be in it to win it anyway. And, you know, it doesn't have to be just a, you don't have to write an essay or anything for this necessarily. It could be a video. It could be um, a presentation or something. Um, we're also holding the awards this year at the Skyline London. It's very, very close to uh, Tobacco Dock London as well, where they're hosting the yep. uh, Short Stay Summit a day later. So we really want to get um, or combine the audiences for those and there'll be some great networking and uh, hopefully some some fun as well for people along the way awesome that's awesome paul thanks so much for joining us today man and is yeah. there anything else that that we missed the uh the the boat on in it i say boat because i, I remember the, <laughs> the picture of you with your mm-hmm. your captain's hat on that- that was that was given to me. <laughs> I, yeah, there is there's one more thing. Who knows what it'll be this year? <laughs> yeah. No, there's uh, one more thing. You know, Paul needs to get credit for us coming together, man. Like one thing I do want to make sure mm-hmm. that I appreciate with you is, you know, during all of the events during 2020 and the crazy things that were going on in this world, you know, I am a person who would rather see a sermon than hear one any day. And so action is important to me. And, you know, when you you reached out and pulled that panel together um, of, you know, a diverse body of people within the industry to start having some conversations to take a real hard look at who we are and, and what our business is and, and, you know, what diversity means to our business. That was top notch to me, man. And uh, I, we, John, I know, and I, and I know John was involved too. Like this really helped kind of us understand what was needed within this space. Um, and, you know, a lot of the things that we're doing in VRMA and DEI and other things, you know, really we're like, all right, we got to step it up and do this. So uh, shout out to you for putting that together. Thank you for reaching <laughs> out to us uh, to, you know, to, to be involved in that and, and to, you know, really you know start addressing things to make us a better industry so wow thank you i mean definitely want to say it, that. The, the thing that's unusual for me in this circumstance is that i don't particularly sort of like talking about myself too much really i'm i'm much more interested in what other people have got to say and yep. you know i love i love hearing from new people and and connecting so if you're not already connected or if we haven't really spoken before then please do reach out and um you know, hopefully we can grow this industry together. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. Well said. Thank you.